live from Studio G in Minnetonka, Minnesota. This is Your Greenhouse Home, the podcast. And I am your host, Jesse, lover of all things green. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Jesse from Tonkydale Greenhouse. We're a retail garden center located in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Tonkydale has been in business since 1947 and we are celebrating our 75th year this year. So way to go. Way to go, Tonkydale family. Uh, I think today on the podcast, we're just going to do kind of like a little introduction, a meet and greet. I am here today with our greenhouse manager, Hayden. Hi, Hayden. Hey, Jesse. Yeah, why don't you say hello to our listeners? Just introduce yourself, who you are, what you do here. Well, my name is Hayden. I'm the greenhouse manager here at Tonkadale. I've been at Tonkadale about 10 years, and I've been in my management role for four. I uh, couldn't be happier to come to work every day. It's a great place to come work, and I work with a great group of people. Um, who wouldn't want to be around plants and great people all day? <laughs> Hayden is uh, Hayden's personality is sunny side up. I, I he just always has a positive spin. He's excited, and he's being real brave today, being the first guest on the podcast. So we're pretty excited, Hayden. Let's see here. I want to know just a tiny bit more about you, and then you're going to ask me about me. I want to know a little bit more about you. What are some of the things that you do on a daily basis? Like, what is what are your main, what do you do day-to-day, week-to-week, season-to-season? Well, that's kind of the fun thing about this business. Every day is a little different. Every week is a little different. Um, for those of you in the d- industry, you know that we go through, and, you know, the week is listed by numbers, 1 through 52, because every week is so different in this industry. Um, but I'd say generally I come in, I like to get my office work done early uh, before you know it warms up and there's energy in the greenhouse and I want to be out there on the floor. So office work kind of consists of you know corresponding with vendors, making sure the orders are placed, deadlines are met, blah, blah, blah. That's not my favorite part of my <laughs> job, but it is an important part. Um, and then I get to kind of be on the floor, working with the plants, working with the team, working with the customers, making sure they're getting what they need. And that's really, I think, what, what drives me the most. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I know, Hayden, that office work isn't your favorite. I do share your fear of all things that plug in. Uh, you know, it was a big leap to even get these headphones on, but we're doing it. I Here think, we are. I feel like we just have so much knowledge and passion and this, you know, love of plants that we have to share. And I think this is just going to be a great outlet to get out all kinds of information, education, and have a good time. I agree, Jesse. I'm feeding off your energy already. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So, Jesse, this is the first episode on our podcast. I think we have to take it from the top. Why don't you tell us about the history of Tonkadale? I mentioned at the top that uh, Tonkadale was started in 1947. Tonkadale was started in 1947 by a gentleman named Bob Anderson. Now, his passion was breeding African violets. And he was known, or he was, he is credited with being the breeder who bred the first pink African violet. So apparently that was a novelty at the time. I, I, I'm not going to be fact-checking anything on this podcast, I don't think. But, you know, we're just going to go with it because that's a really, really cool thing. Now, Bob Anderson, he put up a bunch of hoop houses. Uh, Tonkadale used to have a kind of a barn in the front with a bunch of 
hoop houses not really hooked together, so it was a bit of a maze right here in the middle of Minnetonka. In the late 40s, uh, this area was being homesteaded, so some of the original homes that were here in the late 40s are still here today, and they're just cute little, I guess you'd call them starter homes, and it that's just what makes this neighborhood so quaint. You have all kinds of houses mixed in with big mature trees, and we're tucked right in the middle of all of that. Uh, we have one acre of greenhouse space, and I would say we use maybe 25% of that as like really retail, retail greenhouse, maybe even less, uh, but retail where we're mixing plants with product, and then we do bench out our plants uh, as you move towards the back of the greenhouse. Now in 1978, um, my uncle, who is in high school or maybe a freshman in college at the time, he was out and about in this area and he saw this greenhouse for sale. And it was his dream to eventually own and run a greenhouse. Uh, his name was Billy. So some of you may have may know him. Um, he's always the smiley, friendly guy. You know, back in the day, he was here uh, propagating all kinds of things like ivies and baby tears, begonias. Uh, so it was his dream to own and run a greenhouse. He enrolled at the University of Minnesota and was taking horticulture classes. But sadly and unfortunately, he uh, suffered a traumatic brain injury when he was 18 years old. So uh, my grandparents had purchased the business. Um, after the accident, Billy continued to work in the business until about 2007. Um, and then things grew and changed. Uh, they purchased a growing range in Breckenridge, Minnesota that really increased our capacity to produce our own annual plants. And in 1997, they rebuilt the structure. So all of the hoop houses became one big structure, and that's the one-acre site that we have today. Now Tonkadale is selling everything from annuals, perennials, indoor plants, lots of seasonal home decor, indoor and outdoor containers, just everything that you need for your greenhouse home, uh, as we like to say. So Jesse, when did you make your appearance at Tonkadale? Oh, Hayden, that's a, that's a great question. I... My brother and I used to plant little seedlings or plugs, is what you would call them, in four packs when we were kids. And we would be paid 50 cents per flat. So in a flat, there were 48 plants or 12 four packs. And we would boop, 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 little impatience and begonias into the four packs, water them in. We could earn like 40 bucks a day. Um, sorry for... Sorry to any of those uh, previous employees, but we like flooded the greenhouse on those days, but we had a lot of fun. And then we all, <laughs> and it just kind of grew from there. In high school, I, you know, I worked at some typical high school jobs, but I always came and helped out in the spring, you know, whatever it was, hauling plants, pinching mums, cashiering. And then I went to college. I went to college at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and I studied horticulture and biology, and I just couldn't stay away. I, horticulture and plants are in my blood. It's what I know, it's what I love. Uh, I like got 100% in every horticulture class I took. Math, not so much. I took calculus as a senior, did three quarters of the final exam, handed it in and said, I'm done. I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so uh, we're just, we'll stick with the plant. Luckily, no calculus at Tonkadale. Oh, I hope not. Anyway, yeah, that was 
math, calculus, not my favorite subject. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I worked in the business for several years in lots of different capacities, but I was, I was really lucky enough to be able to purchase the business from my grandparents in April of 2016. So celebrating my fifth year of ownership this past April, and it's been an amazing journey. Uh, and I'm so proud to be here and really grateful for the opportunities that this provides. And I'm excited to work side by side with our staff every single day. So how did you grow into your current position? How did I grow? Well, grow. Oh, always growing. Uh, the first season, the first like official spring season that I worked at Tonkadale, I went and lived in Breckenridge, um, Breckenridge, Minnesota, where our growing range is. And I just learned how to be a grower. I learned how to grow all of the annual crops that we were growing. And then I rolled right into fall and learned about growing mums. And then was lucky to come be able to work at Tonkadale through that winter, learn about growing poinsettias, learn about growing pillar geraniums, uh, producing spruce top pots, and just kind of season by season, like just learning the ropes, getting involved. Uh, second season, I, again, uh, worked in, at Breckenridge and, you know, just continued to learn and grow as a grower. And kind of like all the technical aspects, which I love geeking out about, you know, pH, EC, all that stuff. So fun. Just making sure you're sending the perfect crop down to Tonkadale so that the gardeners can come and just eat them up. You know, after that, I, I've worked in many capacities. I think I've done almost every single job here, uh, excluding the one thing I don't do. I do not change the toilet paper because I can never find the key. You know, you have that little key to unlock the toilet paper dispenser. Yep. No idea where that's located. I've never known. I don't want to know. It's just confusing. So that I have be... seen you scrape gum off the floor, though. So oh. you are willing to do... Just about everything at Tonkadale. Oh, yeah. I'll do anything. I, I, I think, like, Hayden, you could probably attest to this, but I think folks that work in greenhouses or garden centers or around plants, like, we love the movement of our jobs and the, the kinetic, kind of that kinetic energy, like, being able to move our bodies, uh, work our bodies, be on our feet, move from task to task with that variability variability day to day and week to week um i just in my experience with a lot of the staff members that we have like we're just not successful in like a traditional corporate environment or like a cubicle no is that what you've experienced I, yeah 100 percent. it feels like containment when you're stuck in the same spot all day that's what's so great you know get through those more you know morning hours of office work but then we're moving and, uh, you know, we kind of say we're all in the trenches together, um, but I think we could put a twist on that and maybe say we're all in the garden together. You know, you we, we all do a little bit of everything here and it, it keeps it fun. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if I couldn't like be outside per se. I mean, we're in, under a greenhouse, but really all that separating us from outside is a couple sheets of plastic. Right. Um, if I couldn't be outside every day or moving my body, I... I don't know. I don't. I guess I just don't know what what else I would do. I mean, what do you think? Like, if you weren't, what? 
okay, okay, how do I ask this? If if I wasn't working at Tonkadale, what kind of what kind of job do you think would fit me? I could see you being like a camp counselor. Like a horse trainer. A horse trainer. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, uh-huh. out in the mountains somewhere doing oh, something cool. That Wouldn't that be cool. sweet? Yeah. I think, yeah, Hayden, if you weren't working in a greenhouse, you'd probably be on a mountain. You're all about that. Pro- maybe, maybe like a snowboarding instructor, tour guide, uh, a park ranger. I like where this is going. Yeah? Yeah, all dreams when I was, you know, growing up. Okay, okay. So anyway... I guess that's what got us from there to here. <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> Let's move on. So, um, yeah, you know, we're not sure, but we do think you probably have a life outside Tonkadale. Will you tell me about that? <laughs> I Yeah, I should share a little bit about that. Uh, well, I'm married to my husband, Luke. We're coming up on our 13th wedding anniversary. We were be- married on a beautiful September day. Back in 2009, we have two children, Walter, who's 11, and Margaret, who's 9, almost 10. We live in Minnetonka, very close to Tonkadale, and we love our neighborhood. It is very walkable, and we have you know big oak trees and lots of space to garden. We have a dog, Zinnia. She's a German wire-haired griffin. She's actually a bird dog, so she, uh, she can go out in the field and find those pheasants, which... I don't know. This is our second griffin, and I, I only went out with our uh, previous griffin, Bucky, a couple times. But one of my goals this fall is to just get outside, and I'm I'm not going to hunt anything, but I want to just be out there and watch her work. It's really kind. Of, it's really impressive to watch uh, a dog when they are doing their job. I think it's real awesome. I think half that's half the fun, right? Is watching the dog do the work. Yeah. Because they just totally change and snap into it. Oh, yeah. It's so rewarding. I love trying new restaurants, all of the amazing restaurants in the Minneapolis area. I love being up north at the cabin, uh, hanging out with the kids, travel. I get lots of inspiration and ideas from traveling and staying different places. I also love traveling with our staff when we get to go to conferences or trade shows, uh, visit garden centers or plant stores in different areas of the country. That is super fun. Uh, What else? And antique shopping. I am obsessed with antique shopping, but it's real hard for me to have a hobby that's not that it's hard to have a hobby where I don't feel productive. So i kind of put a spin on the antique shopping and so I collect antiques vintage pottery vintage items found items that we can sell here at Tonkadale so it's like this massive collection but it it's like it's it's a constant churn so it's like I'm I'm working while I'm doing my hobby I don't know it's probably there's something going on there that I need to have addressed. Yeah, your work-life balance is interesting. I mean, even last weekend, you're at your cabin, and you came back with a van full of gourds, you know. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful gourds. I did. Well, that's that's what's so fun. Like, you you see a, a stand or a cart on the side of the road, like, pumpkins and gourds. Well, hmm, what's down that long driveway? There must be more to this. So, la, 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 we're driving down the driveway. Huh. Huh, this gal, this gal grows pumpkins and gourds. Hmm, wonder if she wants to sell a whole bunch of pumpkins and gourds. Sure enough, she does. So why not fill up a van and bring them back to Tonkadale? It, it's so fun because like making the connection or 
meeting someone who's passionate about what they do, like passionate about growing pumpkins and gourds and all the different varieties, like that's hard work. They are heavy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, we scrub them. We, and then scrubbing them down. Anyway, it's just really fun. And it's that shared love of plants. And you just always have someone in common when it comes to working with plants, growing plants, growing food. It, it's pretty amazing. So, Jesse, what is your favorite plant? My favorite plant? Are you going to tell? I'll tell you if you tell me. Sure. On the count of three. <laughs> One, two, two, three. Triconstellation monstera. <laughs> okay, you tell me why you like the Thai constellation. I just like it. It's like really my only rare plant. Um, but it's just a, it's easy. I can leave it for a couple weeks in a bright window and it still seems to be happy. I water it and it pops out a new leaf. I've just had great luck with it. It's resilient. Um, I like all plants, but in my home, I do need a little re- resiliency. Uh, you know, something kind of tough. Yeah. And this one is just checking off the boxes for me. I've, it's really been a joy to, to own and grow. That's amazing. How long have you had it? I've had it a little over a year. Uh, I think I picked it up July 21. Okay. Yeah. How, and the tight constellations have been fleeting, really hard to get your hands on. So how did you get it back in 21? I mean, now we're only getting, you know, two or four at a time and you know they don't yeah. stick around for long right so i we hannah and i hannah is a, a co-worker of mine she does a lot of the watering and greenhouse work she also orders with me um we took a road trip down to omaha nebraska to visit our friends at mole halls for a rare plant drop and it was i think it was the first high constellation i had seen in person but anyways we were first in line walked into the greenhouse they had all set up with the rare plants and I went straight to the Thai Constellation. That was the one I got that day. So kind of a fun story, you know, epic adventure tied to it. So maybe that's why it's my favorite too, you know, yeah. kind of nostalgic. I think that's cool too. Like when plant, when there's a story to tell with uh, your plants or your garden, that's like half the fun, right? Yep. It's, it's, it makes it very meaningful. There's the connection. You got some emotions. Yep. You probably yep. some cash. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Cash tied into it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so tell me about bromeliads. Why are those your oh, favorite? I just love bromeliads. Bromeliads, they have my heart. And I just, I think they are so underrated and I people should be screaming from the rooftops how cool they are. Bromeliads are an epiphytic plant. So that means they grow on like the bark and trees of, they grow on the bark and trees of and things out in the rainforest, if you will. And they don't really, they don't have like a official flower, but the color that you see on them, it kind of looks like a pineapple. And they're um, very vibrant, bright colors. You're going to get them in red, yellow, orange. Uh, the pink colors are pretty cool. Even the white ones with like pink tips. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then all different kinds of bract formation. There'll be flat ones, spiky ones. Um, and then the within like the bromeliad family, if you will, there's the Nero regalias, which have funky leaves. They're kind of sharp, but oh my gosh, you're going to get some amazing color and some amazing patterning. You can put them almost anywhere in your home, um, let them dry out then water them really well, and they're going to be just fine. They just hold that color for months and months and months, and I I just love them. They're such givers, and, and they're also really great out in the garden. In the summertime, I plant them in my shade pots with all kinds of tropical foliage, maybe some begonias, and it's like instant gratification. 
So that's why bromeliads are my favorite plant. And I just, I'm on a mission to get everybody excited about bromeliads. Yeah, very sturdy plant, you know, lasting color. I mean, what more could you want? I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> so Jesse, we've got a lot of new plant parents. What advice do you have for these new plant parents? Oh, new plant parents. Well, this was from our friend Daryl Chang, uh, the author of uh, The New Plant Parent, right? Uh, great book great guide to plant parenting and what he always says is the best plant parents have the biggest windows so placing your plants where they can as he says see the sky or in as much light as possible is the key to success so light first then get your watering schedule down and then you know just caring for your plants just kind of practicing with them and you know don't be too hard on yourself don't try to overcorrect if you see something going wrong, like a yellowing leaf or some wilting. Never try to overcorrect. Let's just, you know, get back to the basics. How about a little more light? Let's let it dry down between waterings. Make sure our uh, planter has a drain hole. I think that's that's my advice for new plant parents. What about what about you, Hayden? I mean, you're out in the greenhouse a lot, like, you know, connecting people with a new plant. What kinds of things are you telling them when they're taking home new plants for the first time? Yeah, I, I think a lot of the things you said are, are great. You know, I'd say most plant issues stem from not enough light. There may be other, you know, disease diseases contributing to the plant not doing well, but it usually stems from not enough light. You know, if you think about it, the sun is the best natural fungicide. So if you can typically get these plants more sun, those sun rays are going to act as a fungicide and, and just kill fungus you're like blowing my mind right now <laughs> i never thought of it that way yeah yep so good light don't overwater. and if you do have issues beyond those two things identification is key you really need to know what pest you're working with um, we have a lot of pesticides that do cover a wide variety of pests but i think iding is such an important step that can oftentimes be missed. So, you know, ask us at Tonkadale, you know, utilize your, your tools on the, the internet, but ID the problem before trying to solve it. Cause you might be trying to solve something that really yeah. is, is not the right issue. Just like wasting your time yeah. and possibly wasting your money exactly. because you're over treating or treating for a bug when it's really a disease or vice versa. Right. So people they can send us their plant questions, right? Yeah, hello at Tonkadale.com. We are or, happy to help. Exactly, and on Instagram as well. You can bring in your phone with photos when you're shopping at the store. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of experience here, and it's it's really fun to solve a riddle, right? If you just, like, can't, you know, when you finally get to the bottom of what's going on, it's like, bing! Yep, the investigative process is, is part of the journey. And yep. I like what you said about don't be too hard on yourself. You know, sometimes you got to kind of find the plants that fit your space and fit your cultural practices, fit how you like to water. And that can be a bit of a journey in and itself, but that's, you know, part of the fun. So I think it's not going to be 100% success all the time. No, I mean, nothing is 100%. Have you ever made 100% of recipes perfectly? No, I'm like 50%. I'm, I'm lucky. <laughs> if I'm lucky. Like, the meat's, I mean, it's like it's overdone. It's underdone. Luckily, I'm not picky. So <laughs> I'll end up eating it. But there's always, Yeah, there's always takeout, right? Yeah. Um, 
so, okay, so speaking to, you know, success with with plants or being a new plant parent, I think the one thing uh, I'd like to just add to that is people ask, well, I need a certain size plant or a certain this plant for a specific location. And I would recommend, like, don't overlook some of the easy care or common plants because they're easy care and common because a lot of people have a lot of success with them. So easy care common plants might be like the Sansevieria or the ZZ plant, the Pothos. Uh, what else? Yeah, those are all great ones. Spider plants. Um, if you do have bright light, Bird of Paradise is really great. But within each of those categories, there's great diversity. So, you know, instead of getting the Laurentii, you know, very common Sansevieria that you think of when you go to the mall, you know, it's in mass at the mall or in office buildings, like try out a different variegation or a different leaf shape. Try a compact variety. So like something like the Jaboa with the wide leaves and the sagey blue green coloration with kind of a pink edge. Like Yeah, it's going to be a totally different look totally different look and you're going to have so much success because these plants are you know you're tried and true and that's why they're easy care plants so I just sometimes I recommend you know some of these easy care plants you know I have a north facing window I want a large plant in low light I'm like well let's start here and sometimes I get this disappointed look and it's like but hey look at all the different options you have and you only have to water it once a month and you know, you can still go on vacation and not have to hire a plant sitter. Right. And the fact that it's healthy, it's adding a lot more life to that space. Right. You know, as opposed to your your really unique sort of things you're trying to force a circle into a box. If it's not healthy, it might not add that same yeah. feng shui to the area. What a drag, right? What a drag, yeah. Having a dying or declining plant. Oh. <laughs> well, new plant parents, you know, hopefully you gathered something from that. Come see us at Tonkadale. <laughs> We'll help you out. We'll help you out. Oh goodness. So Jesse, what's next for the podcast? Well, you know, this was our this is our pilot episode, our first episode ever. So we're just getting getting the hang of the equipment. Um, you know, learning the ropes. And I guess I've had a lot of fun just having a conversation with you, Hayden. And I think what what we can look forward to is kind of more interview style episodes where maybe we're talking about different soil mixes or how to make your own, you know, how to make your own soil mix or, you know, what's, what's new for holiday time? Like, what do you need to do an outdoor pot? Uh, we could have, we can have some guests on the podcast, some plant celebrity guests, you know, call up Daryl from Houseplant Journal. I don't know, maybe Hilton Carter wants to come on the podcast. We can, I'd love to go out and interview some like local makers or some of our local potters that we feature here in the greenhouse. Uh, I mean, just within these walls, we have so much knowledge and passion. I think we can get it out there in you know these episodes as we move forward. I think, I think we're open to all kinds of ideas. What do you think, Hayden? What do you think people want to hear about? It sounds like you put some thought into this, but yeah, I think all those are great things. Let's hear from the employees at Tonkadale. Let's get local creators in here. Um, maybe some seasonally driven podcasts based on the seasonality of, of what we provide here at Tonkadale. Okay. The Man, just endless opportunities. Endless opportunities. Huh. 
All right. Well, thank you for listening. Feel free to add your questions, podcast topic ideas, or any feedback in the show notes. That's all for now. See you at Tonkadale. That's it for this week's episode of Your Greenhouse Home, the podcast. I am your host, Jesse. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at Tonkadale.